0: Hello there, you're listening to the Langus cast, but you probably knew that if you didn't know that, you know, you know that, so, you know, that's why I say that, in case you didn't know, because, I don't know, nobody knows shit, and I don't trust someone that tells me they know everything, I'm, I'm more prone to trust people that say I don't know anything, as opposed to I know everything, and nobody's gonna know fucking anything, I think that's the only thing you can really know, but when you can't really know everything, do you know that? I don't know. I've talked about this before on here, I think. Yeah, I'm sure. All right, let's get into the show. Oh! Oh. So, my life's been weird. I've had a weird life, and most of it I didn't ask for. If I asked for anything at all, I asked to not have a boring life, and, uh, well, I can definitely say uh, it's not boring. I'm not bored. So there's that. <laughs> that counts definitely counts for something. I'm definitely not the same person I was five years ago, ten years ago, fifteen, twenty years ago. It's been an interesting thing coming back into contact with old acquaintances. Um, one in particular. Um,. It's been great, uh as of recording this here on this cold rainy April winter day we uh we have plans to uh go out, hang out, do things, just be around good fucking company, and that's the thing about these people that keep coming back in my past in unexpected ways. They're the they're the real ones. They're the genuine people. The people who live life knowing that if they can't be themselves, then who can they be? Those are the good people. Those are the helper people. You gotta look out for the helpers. Especially in these fucked up times. There's a lot of shit going on in the world. I've been dealing with a fucking lot of shit. This shit's been forcing me to deal with a lot of shit that I've been putting off for long, far too long. And now that I'm dealing with it, and now that I dealt with that initial discomfort, which is always a motherfucker, that is always a hell of a thing when you when you when you know when things have to get worse for a little while before they get better. That whole it's darkest before the dawn thing. It's, it's a hell of a thing going into something knowing that I got to withstand this awful, horrible feelings to get to a better place. But it just, I guess it gets back down to shit that's, it, it just gets back down to shit when shit's worth it. It's, it's, uh... It's not gonna always be easy. And it just reminds me that on the other side of all of the darkest times of my life, looking back on every single one of them, because there's been a few, on the other side of those difficult trying times, there's always something better. There was always something beyond. It's like, I I think I said this in one of the earliest episodes about, it's like the Andy Dufresne thing from Shawshank Redemption. Spoil it, if you haven't read or watched Shawshank Redemption, don't listen to this part. I'll even give you a pause break to give you time to pause it. I'm already pause breaking. Where's the music? There it is. on the other side of this awful fucking experience is freedom. Something he hadn't had in a long time as he was wrongfully accused of his wife's murder. As he just sat there in prison and just figured out how to create a fake person for himself on paper. And then he figured out how to escape prison. It took him years, but he did it. Persistent motherfucker, that Andy Dufresne. And then in the end of it, because part of the way he snuck out was under the cover of the thunder. There was a gnarly thunderstorm the night he escaped prison. So once he gets out of the shit pipe, he's covered in shit. But now he's out in the rain. And by the time they even realize that he's missing, he's long gone to fucking Mexico. I can't remember the name of the place in Mexico that they mention in that all the time. But he's long gone by the time they even figure out he's missing. And he just lives the rest of his life peacefully. As Red, his old prison buddy, shows up when he gets let out of prison. then, I don't know, guess they just live in the whole seaside Mexican town. Mexico, a place where I start yelling shit like, Yo soy la reina de la Mierta at people. They'll just be like, What the fuck are you telling us? You're the de- fr- fucking frog of death? You're the death frog? Like, what the fuck, dude? Why he keeps saying that over and over? I was doing that to my Mexican neighbors one night. We are all all fucked up, and I just started yelling, yo soy la reina de la mierta, and they just started laughing and yelling, yeah, Every, the more I did it, the more they laughed and yelled, yeah, or "See!" Sí! A couple of them went, "See!" Sí! a couple of them were like, yeah, and I was just like, "Woo!" espanol. <laughs> I don't know how to say nonsense in Spanish, otherwise I would have said Spanish nonsense in Spanish just now, but I didn't. So be it. Moving on. <laughs> but yeah, that's the thing about life. is It's like Andy Dufresne crawling through the literal shit, and once you get through that difficult time... That shit pipe crawl of a difficult time and you get on the other side and you're standing in the rain. It's just literally, just instantly starts washing the shit away. That's always what's on the other side of difficult times. There's always something better because once you figure out how to get through the difficult time you're being at, you're more prepared for the next one. Shit's not gonna stay good forever. It's gonna have ups and downs. There's gonna be an ebb to the flow. And. That's the thing. Just have to realize that resiliency makes you a better person in the long run. Resiliency lets you help other people. Because the thing is, no matter what you're going through, you're not alone. Even in my moment of feeling the most alone that I've felt my entire life, having that fucking tumor removed from my brainstem, and feeling like I'm losing my goddamn mind. And knowing goddamn well, I can't really talk about half of this shit of what I'm actually feeling because there's just no words for it. Maybe someone who'd been through the exact experience I'd been through can explain it, but... I don't know. I've talked to some other people online that have had the same thing, and we've all had similar experiences, but they differ in their own ways. God damn, and we all talk about that, too, about feeling alone. like we're all alone but we all are one and it's almost like alone is the same thing as one if everything's connected then, then in a way we're all the one thing so we're not really alone because we're all connected to everything's connected to everything else so it's like we're alone but we're one but because we're one we are alone hmm Strange stuff to think about. It's also been strange stuff to think about the things that have been going on in my life. My mental health got worse. That's that's a lot of the reason why I hadn't been putting these podcast episodes out as frequently. I think I at least got to one a month. At the very goddamn least, I can do one a month of the episodes. It's just my, my my fucking, my brain, my moods, is my moods go all over the place. Uh, up and down, manic and awfully depressed. It was getting to the point that the depressed periods were lasting more and more, and I started doing more and more crazy shit in my manic periods. But... Something that I'm not going to go to on here. Um, all my very... Pretty much everybody that's closest to me knows what what happened. But... Um, basically, I had a psychotic break. I had a mental breakdown. I... Did a bunch of weird shit that I normally wouldn't have done. That got some attention from people that shouldn't have had the attention of it. We'll put it that way. But all in all, that just led to me realizing that I needed to get my mental health sorted out. And something about even that fucked up night where I wound up in the hospital when I thought I went to bed early, and also next thing I know I'm in the hospital and I'm not really sure how I got where at what time. Because I'd been doing that. I'd been not remembering stuff like I'd been sleepwalking. And then sometimes I'd start to remember things, but it'd be like recalling a dream. Doing strange stuff. Like trying to figure out how to get to Detroit on back roads. I was in Madison, Wisconsin one night, and then next thing I know I'm in another fucking city. I'm not really sure where I was, but I was pissed off that I wasn't in Detroit. Detroit. And I was trying to figure out maybe if it was Chicago or what, but I needed to get the back roads. And then I had this plan of getting to Detroit, and then, then eventually I was going to go to Long Island? Staten Island? I don't know. It's one of those islands in New York City to meet an architect, like a, like some person who was an architect. And then if I could find this architect person, I was going to try to get the Malmo Sweden. I, or Meowmo, I guess that's how you say it. Meowmo, I think. I don't, Meowmo Sweden is on my bucket list. There's some weird buildings and stuff in that city. It seems like a strange city. I do have Swedish heritage, and I have felt a drawn to Sweden, along with Switzerland and Germany and Ireland, England, Denmark, all those places that my European mutt blood comes from. (laughs) That's why I'm built for cold weather. My DNA is just mountain people and Scandinavians and Central Europeans. Northern Europeans. But I digress. Blue-bellied Yankee. That's what my grandpa says. His dad would always tell him if he asked what they were. Blue-bellied Yankee. (laughs) I don't fucking know. We're all blue-bellied Yankees. Or to hell if I know. That's how we probably would have actually said it. To hell if I know. We're all just Blueberry Yankees. That's the thing about, like, fucking racism and xenophobia and all that shit. Like, what? it's all so stupid? Like, as humans, we all came from the same place anyway. And I'm pretty sure that evolution wants us just to mix genetics as much as possible. Because... That's just how nature works. That's why purebred dog breeds are less healthy than mixed dog breeds. I feel like that can work the same way with humans too. So so uh, since, since I have this weird baby craziness thing going on, it's some sort of male form of baby craziness that goes... That you're almost forty years old and you've yet to spread your seed, and you must do so. It's like some evolutionary instinct in me. It's like, it's like I want to have a fucking baby. I want to father children. I wanna, I wanna just spooge in some fucking vaginas, just let it rip, and just put some babies, just put some babies in some nice ladies. <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes I'm surprised that I don't have a kid. I know. Then people are like no you know of them like I I'm not into one night stands, so if somebody had a kid my kid, I think I would have heard about it. One night stands are overrated. I mean unless you're really into that, then fine, you do you. I'm not here to judge. <laughs> but kinda of getting back on to the helping thing that I kind of touched on a little bit here ago here. There's that Mr. Rogers thing that's going around. I've been seeing it go around the internet a lot more. It's a Mr. Rogers meme. And it's something about his mother teaching him that there's a lot of bad stuff in the world. And when that's going on, you have to look for the good people. And those are the people who are the helpers. So you have to look for the helpers. And I've been finding a lot of helpers. And a lot of strange, unexpected places. I was doing comedy down in uh, Dubuque, Iowa at a place called the Comedy Bar. Um, if you're around that part of the Midwest, go check out the Comedy Bar. Just go check out Dubuque, Iowa in general. It's an old, interesting city. The downtown is just full of like these old brick buildings on the river. It's along the Mississippi River. It was a big river town. There's bluffs with these expensive Victorian houses from from all the fucking tycoons that used to live there in the eighteen hundreds and shit. And it's a cool. I I love Dubuque. I know a lot of good people there. Um, There's a lot of shit, bullshit there, but that's everywhere. There's a lot of shitty racism and stuff that can exist there, but that's the Midwest in general. A lot of people like to ignore that that exists, and they're like, well, I've been around a little bit to the South and stuff, and the North feels a lot more fucking segregated than the South does, and everybody gives the South a bad rap, which, yeah, segregation and shit was fucked, but... They've gotten past that. I. They. Uh, they. They're, they're getting past it. It's. Birmingham, Alabama is basically like a more diverse Portland, Oregon. It really is. Fucking go there too. <laughs> I know good people there too. Oh, so I, I just. That's the thing. No matter where I go, I meet like these genuine, fascinating, just full of good energy people. It's like that whole thing is what you put out is what the tribe you attract, and here I am. People are always saying I'm a rad person. I'm like, I don't know. I just do what I do. In the meantime, I just meet a bunch of rad people who say shit like, I don't know, I just do what I do. (laughs) The like attracts like. It really does. But anyway, I digress a little bit yet again. Hello, my name's Graham, and I'm in a current state of digression when I'm not derailing my own train of thought on a constant basis. There was a little bit of a derailment there, but I'm digressing now. See? See how this works? (laughs) So I was in Dubuque, Iowa, recently doing comedy. I was doing stand-up comedy for the first time at a place called the Comedy Bar, um, which is a really cool uh, comedy club place. Um, It's new. It's brand new. I don't think it's a year old yet as of recording this in April of 2022. But... Yeah, it's a new place. It's fucking cool. The comics in Dubuque are great. They're supportive of each other. They're not competitive like they are in Madison and Milwaukee and Chicago and all that shit. Like, everybody just is there to have a good fucking time. That's what shit needs. like people being supportive of each other, whether it be music or comedy or or the fucking government or whatever, you know? We just got to support one another in these fucking difficult times. And we got to help ourselves. And I started helping myself. Looking into different therapy options right now. Um, doctors got me on a mood stabilize, stabilizer medication that seems to be doing pretty pretty so far so good. and as i'm feeling better I, I, i'm i'm putting much more energy into my music i'm putting much more energy into my comedy and as i'm doing more of this stuff where i when, when i focus more energy into the stuff that i love doing then everything else starts to work out and then I started helping myself, and, and I'm starting to feel, I'm very early on, and I know I'm on a long run to being completely better when it comes to my mental health, but I've been through a lot, and I'm still here. I haven't been put in jail. <laughs> I haven't axed anyone in the skull like a Viking barbarian, no matter how much I've wanted to do that on a daily basis, if I'm not, quote, heavily medicate. Medic- Medicated. My my doctor my dishes doctor reports says something about some low level THC abuse. I'm like, oh whatever. Abuse. What is drug abuse? Shut the fuck up. It's just a plant anyway. But anyway, I'm doing this comedy stuff. I'm helping myself. And I drive down to Dubuque, Iowa, because I know I can get stage time there, as opposed to driving to Madison or somewhere, where I may not get the stage time. Kind of fucked up my own set, but I rolled with it and kept people laughing. So that was good. After the comedy show thing, open mic, I went to uh, a friend's bar of mine, a friend and his wife, a friend who's a fellow metal band, a fellow dude in a metal band, and his wife own a rad bar down there, so I went down there, always a good time in that place. And then at some point I lost my car keys. End up taking a taxi to a hotel. Spend the night there. I get up in the morning. I go to Walmart. Take a taxi to Walmart. Realize my phone charger's locked in my car. My phone's going dead. So at the very least I gotta get a new phone charger. But I get to Walmart grab some food, it's a super Walmart I grab some food, grab my phone charger, grab a few other things I could think of that I needed to grab from the store while I was there and then my credit cards declined and then my other credit cards maxed out and then my damn debit card is somehow nine grand in the hole when it was supposed to be, when there was only like five hundred bucks in there Oh, God, I've yawned when there was only like 500 bucks in there to begin with. Which that was a whole thing, sorting that out with the bank because something got fucked up somehow. So I'm fucking stranded there and I'm like, well, I can walk back to the hotel, I can call somebody to bring this extra key. It's not too far of a drive. But I got no money. I got no phone. I got no car. It starts raining. It's just a cold, rainy day like it is today. It's just like high 30s, low 40s, and just rain. Just pouring rain. I had about a mile and a half walk back to the hotel, so I didn't really want to do that in the pouring rain. I didn't know what I was going to do. And then I start talking to these three, specifically three different employees, these three women that worked at Walmart. And next thing I know, one of them bought me a cell phone charger. The other one bought me, bought my food I wanted to get. And then the third one bought me a taxi ride back to the hotel. I was so fucking grateful for these people that I literally met like 20 minutes before. Uh, And I'm just like, you don't know me, but you're helping me. And one woman goes, yeah, I know what it's like to have that struggle. And she started telling me about how she had been homeless for a long time. She started telling me about how she had a problem with meth for a long time. That's why she was homeless for a long time. She said she owned her own business. And she just squandered it away doing meth. Until she just wound up on the street homeless. She told me to not worry about paying her back. She told me not to worry about paying any of them back. And she told me. That instead of paying her back, pay it forward. She told me that I should help somebody else out when I can, when they're in some sort of tough situation. And I told her that I always do help out people when I can, when they're in the tough situations. And then she told me, well, then it sounds like you'll have plenty of opportunities to pay it forward. So fuck yeah. <laughs> fuck yeah, lady in the uh, that works at uh, all three of those women that work at uh, the Walmart in Dubuque, Iowa. Very grateful for them. Very grateful for people like that in the world. And I've been that person before. I've been on the other side of that too, and I guess that's just... It's just the universe throwing me a bone in a hard time saying, hey, you can get through it. Then I got home and then my car died as soon as I got back into the town I live in. <laughs> Which then it turned out my engines fucked up. I guess I have, a, I, I have some sort of talent I've developed now where I can blow my car engines and not really know wh- how I did it. Maybe I'm doing something while I'm sleepwalking or what the fuck's going on. Maybe that's it. (laughs) Maybe I'm just like race car driving and not remembering it. I wouldn't doubt it. I love driving down winding roads. Oh, so much fun. On a car or a motorcycle. Just any, just cruising down winding roads. I gotta try to get my damn motorcycle fixed. This season. The weather's been shitty, so there hasn't been much riding opportunities yet, so I feel like I'm not missing out on much, but I might as well try to work on the damn thing. My nineteen seventy nine Japanese motorcycle that I made look like a sixties British cafe racer. That just kinda sums up me in general. (laughs) <laughs> I'm all like Irish and Swiss and shit both of those cultures Irish Irish are kind of fucking nuts and the Swiss can be pretty fucking out there too did you know that uh, the old Latin name for Switzerland is Helvetia I think I said that right and it's kind of a neutral term on like legal stuff that, that Switzerland uses because they got the four different languages. So it's kind of like a neutral term for Switzerland. Helvetia. That's why their their license stickers things say CH. It's like the Confederatio of Helvetia. The Confederation of Helvetia. Swiss is a Switzerland is a strange land. If you look into like some of the Swiss pagan tradition, traditions, fucking fascinating. It's kind of Scandinavian. It's kind of it's Germanic, is what it is. It's the Germanic tribes. It's kind of Celtic mixed with Scandinavian, but like a lot of the Scandinavian stuff came from that Germanic, the Germanic tribes because. Swedish and Norwegian are Germanic languages, so if you can understand German, you can understand that. I understand Swiss German, alright, but not, like, Germany German. Standard German, I guess they call it. I don't know why I'm talking about all this. But I guess you're listening, because you're obviously still listening. This is going into your ear holes right now. You still, you haven't shut me off yet, so hey, cool. That's rad. Thanks for listening. I really, I really do appreciate everybody listening. I, I really, really fucking do. Um, like I said, I, I've said this many times. I'll say it many more. It, it's just, I appreciate it. Just, it just, it just floors me with this sort of appreciation whenever people hit me up about finding this show, and I'm talking about how something I talked about helped them through their shit. And I, I, I don't know. It's just this thing I do that makes me feel better. I, if I knew nobody listened, I, I wouldn't care if it made me still made me feel better. You know, which I'm sure it would. It's therapeutic to me. It's just, it's just talking about shit because people don't talk about shit enough. We need to be open and honest and talk about shit, no matter how fucking comfortable it is. It's like the shit with the, the the activist kids. Speak the truth even when your voice shakes. There's a lot to that statement right there. Always speak the truth even when your voice shakes. There's some power to those fucking words. Powerful fucking words, and I think I'll just let you uh, let those uh, let you sit with those. I'm gonna end there. Let that sink in. Until next time. Good luck and Godspeed to you all.